Welcome back to the People of the PNW podcast. This is a podcast we've created for our Pacific Northwest region people, and it's all about like the best things that are happening out there. As Kelly and I go out into the field all the time, we learn great things from the people out there, and we're learning great things from the offices and, and the practices and processes that we're doing. So we really wanted to share it with you guys. As your regional developer in our long-term group of teams, I'm really proud about the big strides that we're making on working together across boundaries and continuously building a stronger brand for Express. Kelly, I know you've been a big part of this and I really appreciate everything you're doing to help with this too. So thank you. Thanks, Dawn. It's fun to try and and teach people things in a little bit different way. I think we're all sick of reading emails. That's pretty much all we do. So I think it's nice that you could hopefully just listen to us, even if the editing is always the best. (laughs) (laughs) We are kind of rookies at this, but we really appreciate it. And we hope that you're getting value out of it. We've got some great feedback. So thanks to all of you. And thanks to you, Kelly. Thanks. Today, I'm joined by a lot of staffing and industry experience here in the studio. I have Bridget from Tacoma and Elisha from Kent. Hey, guys. Hey, Don. Hey, good morning, Don. Good morning. Oh, my gosh. Um, I was counting up, and we have over 50 years of express experience in this room, like 54 or something like that. That's crazy. That is amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'd call us experts. <laughs> So Elijah just celebrated his 13th year with Express, and Bridget just celebrated her 19th Express anniversary last week. Wow. Impressive, you guys. Congratulations, Bridget. Thanks, Elijah. You too. Thank you. <laughs> I bet you guys have some stories to share about each other that we'll have to bring to a different podcast sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Not only do we have a ton of years of industry experience, but you guys have also gone through the transitions and the changes together. And as neighboring offices, I mean, we have a lot of experiences together, as mentioned. Let's talk a bit about that. (laughs) Let's go for it. All right. So let's start with Bridget. How has Express and the staffing industry changed since you started? Wow, it's changed tremendously. Kind of the big thing is just the way people feel about going to work. Uh, That's the hard part is just getting those associates to actually uh, go in and be honest with you and share exactly uh, what they're looking for and want to do. So, yeah, not having them ghost us or tell us what they think we want to hear and then having to track them down later. Those frustrating days and mornings <laughs> that we have. <laughs> Elijah, do you want to add to that? Yeah, um, definitely that is correct. Big change for me is it used to be a more client-driven market, and now it's more geared towards the candidate. You have to sell the candidate harder than you have to sell the client. Man, that is a good observation there. I like that. That's definitely true. Can you expand on that a little bit more, what you mean? Yeah, um, candidates need to be wooed harder, <laughs> as opposed to back in the day, you could, you know, it was easier to get them in the door and easier to get them out to work. You didn't have to jump through too many hoops with the associates. Nowadays, we have to make the experience, not really have to, but we want to make the experience more 
inviting to associates. Get them in the door. There are many more services out there, and it's harder to differentiate yourself nowadays. Yeah, good point. Yeah, definitely. We have to make sure that we share all that we have to offer and then our knowledge of our clients and what they have to offer as well to get them in versus having them go someplace else. Right. And and some of the rookies in our industry or in our company don't really, they can't have that like knowledge to reflect on or they don't have that. Okay. One thing I wanted to say is it's funny to sit here with you because I have been through a lot. I wasn't here. Well, I guess I was here at the early days of Bridget, but I didn't really know you when you were in the Centralia office. But you guys have really gone full circle with the industry and with the company. You both started in very busy, successful industrial divisions. And we didn't even really call them divisions then. It was just the office that was all industrial. You both started in that, working hard and lots of clients and lots of big clients where you're filling all those orders. And then you transitioned into a few different roles. And we could go down that path a different time. But you both kind of took on different roles, different responsibilities, different divisions within your team. And now you're both back in industrial. So let's <laughs> talk about that. Elijah started off. Yeah, absolutely. I started out as an associate uh, many, many years ago. Transitioned from that into actually while I was still an associate, moved into an on-site role at one of our bigger clients, did that for a year and then got an opportunity to work in the Kent office as an industrial division recruiter, as an industrial recruiter. Did that for a couple of years. Loved it. It was challenging. It was fun. Um, no day ever is the same as the <laughs> industrial recruiter. And did that for a couple of years. Had the opportunity to partner with Chris, Don, and Dave in the Anchorage and Kent office. Traveled to Alaska for a couple of years. <laughs> Just to took a little trip. <laughs> to manage our Alaska office. Did that for two years. And I came back to Kent around this time last year. And been in Kent running the commercial division or industrial division for the past year. Yeah, where all the magic happens, both yeah. of you guys. Yeah. What's been the biggest change since your early days in industrial to what it is today? I used to put a lot of people to work who were much older than me. And now I put a lot of people to work who are much younger than me. <laughs> yes, we have aged, haven't we? <laughs> That's been a huge change. And, and just the the different the different opportunities that have watching the Kent market grow, watching different companies come in and watching other companies leave and just the diversity in our office now and the diversity in the associates we send out to work. It's been a huge change. Yeah, it has. Bridget, what about you? Well, my first days, uh, I also started as an associate out there actually doing the office world. And then I got the opportunity to work in Centralia and started there as just interviewing candidates and then was hired on for the staffing. I did on-site coordinating. Wow, you guys have a similar story. Through the office. So I wasn't, yeah, a little different, but still the same. And I did that for three different companies that did They basically did different seasons, so winter and then um, summer, 
And then I had the opportunity to go to Tacoma and I just love the industrial commercial desk. And that's just where my passion is of putting those people to work that like to get out there and get dirty versus switching to office services. And then I um, switched out of that after probably about, oh, 10, 12 years, went to recruiting and was making those phone calls to employees, trying to get them in our doors. And then made the switch back to commercial, just helping. I think I enjoy placing people out to work versus just getting them in our doors. So back on the commercial desk and trying to match those up with the perfect opportunities. Well, and it you can put so many more people to work right away, more urgency at those desks. Like, I get it. It changes every day, like you mentioned. Yeah, it's definitely fast-paced, and you have more of a sense of success or fulfillment versus sending them out for an interview, following up with the clients. <laughs> Absolutely. That's an immediate fix. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And I love that you guys are making magic happen all the time and making an impact in so many people's lives. So what are you finding, Bridget, are the biggest differences in hiring a candidate that is a Gen Xer versus a millennial or a baby boomer? If we talk more about like just generational recruiting. And are you guys both Gen Xers? I mean, what are... I am a Gen Xer. Yeah, me too. You know, <laughs> I think I'm on the higher scale, low, the earlier scale, and I think you're on that very entry level yes, scale. <laughs> so I thought I saw a huge difference in the beginning with employees, but it's the, I think the gener generations anymore are meshing together. They're all having similar challenges to where it used to be the millennials and the Gen Xers wouldn't show up, they wouldn't call, they text, they email. Um, and I think now they're all doing it versus <laughs> just certain generations. So we adapt, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> to me, it's hard to like look at it as a generation. I just kind of look at them all the same and um, go from there. <laughs> Any good tip you want to add to that, Elisha? Yeah, uh, what Bridget said you know, rings true, but the different generations, I've noticed the, the millennials are more, they'll bounce from job to job. They won't have one particular job that they stick to for a year or two. They like the changes in jobs. Uh, these are the candidates that I'm speaking to or we speak to. The Gen Xers may stick with the job longer. Because we're so reliable. That's why we all have been at our job for so long. I believe so. <laughs> uh, yeah, millennials are quick to adapt to things. So. Like Kelly, who's yeah. in the room with us. <laughs> we didn't give her a mic today. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, thank you for those tips. In today's recruiting world, what job... Or position benefits, do you think are the most valuable to draw in the candidates? So we talked about the differences in the candidates and the generations. Like, what kind of benefits do you think are most important to help recruit and attract them? And does it matter what generation they are? Time off, I think, is a huge benefit um, for all generations. Medical benefits, I don't think they are appreciated fully by all generations. They may 
skew more on the Gen Xers than the millennials. Working from home, I believe, is a great benefit for millennials. So how do we do that in staffing? You get a work from home job today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when can we get those for our associates? <laughs> yeah, it might not necessarily spill into like our commercial side of things. Um, that might be a but, little tough. <laughs> yeah, it probably is really tough. But I think those benefits are are huge drivers in getting people in. I think definitely the benefits play an important role in more the Gen Xers or the baby boomers that are still out there. Um, definitely the time off, um, PTO, when I leave now and having some flexibility in the work. Ooh, that's a good one. Or Washington sick leave. No, we yes. love that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely uh, it's hard. Most people want to see the dollar first, and they don't think about what the benefits cost or how that plays into it until later. So definitely they like to see the higher dollar value and then possibly some of the benefits that go along with it. But what can I make now is what um, we've seen a lot. Are there any ways that we can um, counteract or sell against some of those challenges that you're talking about? So we've started talking to our clients more about what they feel is really great about their company to help Good us idea. sell it to our employees that are coming in. So we'll ask them, like, what do they feel is great about their company? What do they hear from their employees? Why they're there? Or why they want to be there? So we've gotten some great feedback on that. And then it seems as though they're willing to share more about what they offer as well. And that it's not such a hidden, this is, you know, what we offer. We don't want to tell you because we don't want our competition to know. But I think they're finding that there is value in that when they're getting a better employee that will stay the evaluation higher. Or even if it's a temporary that they're able to flip it from a temporary to we want to keep this person on. We're going to find them a home. Elisha? Yeah, that's a great, great tip. Great tactic to use. Um, definitely something we can we can implement. Finding out what our clients are doing for their full time employees too, I think, is a huge thing. Um, introducing, you know, one of our clients likes to, you know, introduce a workout program with our associates. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Tell us more. Um, they get everyone a Fitbit and they start a challenge, a Fitbit challenge. See who's the who does the most steps, etc. and our associates that get hired on like that and enjoy that kind of that kind of benefit. Good, that's excellent. All right. So what platforms do you think are the best for communicating, you know, what roles, what changes in jobs, what positions you have open with the different generations in your your own workforce or your database. Do you want to just touch on that briefly, yeah. Elijah? Uh, tip, uh, texting. Texting our associates. They'll everyone? Respond. We text everyone, but there are certain generations that prefer a phone call or an email as opposed to a text. The, <laughs> the baby millennials. Boom. The baby boomers <laughs> the prefer the call. The millennials prefer a text. <laughs> um, you know, we were talking about this earlier. We will call a millennial 
and they won't respond. We'll send them a text, and two seconds later, they will respond <laughs> accepting a job. Whereas the baby boomers prefer to come in and maybe pick up oh the instructions sheet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the address and directions on how to get there. <laughs> Yeah. GPS. Yeah. It's uh, not always on the flip phones. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But GPS doesn't always work the it best either. So yeah. that's true. <clears throat> Anything to add to that, Bridget? Yeah, I think texting has been big for us. We have tried to get away from it so that we have more of a personal touch with them to keep that relationship to help set us apart from the other services. But usually it's a phone call with a message and then follow up with a text. And then you'll find that they'll text or then call. And <laughs> yeah, sometimes we feel like we're chasing our tails. Um, but as long as they're calling, that's what makes the difference. So texting definitely with them all and sometimes an email. But Good. yeah. So trying everything yeah. is key. Yeah, definitely. All right. So shifting gears, let's talk about the differences in our office and the people in our offices, because we both come from, we all come from big offices and we come from offices with a lot of different generations in them. So I think we can have some fun with this. <laughs> but if we talk a little bit about how do you communicate, and you guys are both over a dozen years here, how do you communicate the differences within your office and how you work and communicate with your teammates? Bridget, start us off. And no harm done here. This is all in good fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's always the challenge with differences of opinions and even differences of definitions. So I think mainly it's just communicating. And then with millennials, it's just explaining why you feel a certain way, why you've done it a certain way, what works, and then listening to the opposite from them as well as to how they see it, what their views are, how they would respond. So it's worked both ways. I've gotten some ideas from them. They've gotten ideas from me. And then I think it helps us all to work together more cohesively so that they don't feel that <laughs> us that have been there a lot longer are overbearing or um, that's the way we do it. So just do it. So just being open to the change and then hearing the meaning behind it or their thoughts on it. So it's been good. It's been different and definitely a challenge, but it's, that's the same challenges you get with the employees that you're placing as well. It is. And it's truly, I mean, for the first time, I think we literally have four different generations within our office here in Kent. And Elisha's wow. team, he has like a millennial. A, you have like an older than you, a younger than you, yeah. and then a brand new out into the workforce person on your team. Right. So you definitely have some different challenges just within your team. Absolutely. And each person brings a unique point of view on how they do things. And it's great because the millennials will adapt quicker and they'll push back more on why does it have to be done this way. They need Those to know why. Those damn millennials. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's a beautiful thing because it it sparks a thought path in you, you know, asking why it should be done that way and if there's a better way to do it. Uh, the baby boomers are... 
still write on paper. And, yeah, and... I still write on paper <laughs> <laughs> and send faxes. <laughs> Definitely uh, not the social media yeah. that they the others like. Yeah. That's huge these days. But the baby boomers are getting into the social media and they are actually, you know, participating in it way more than the millennials. So I think they get the the best from each other and I think it's beneficial to the team. They do have more energy and they are louder than the boomers, <laughs> the millennials are. That makes for a fun workplace. Definitely. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for sharing that. Any other thoughts, tips, or best practices that you think will continue to help us be successful in a multi-generational environment? I think it's just getting to know those that you work with, what they like to do, what their outside hobbies, habits, um, interests are, and then just trying to relate and, and understanding each other's. Just communication is super critical and then just making sure that you take into consideration their feelings absolutely respecting people uh respecting diversity knowing what your co-workers what your associates want and creating a workplace or an environment that they can thrive and succeed in well valuable points you guys and i am just so blessed to have such fun hanging out with you and to be able to work with people like you for so many years. It's definitely why I think we're all still here is the environments that we get to work in and the people and the things that we get to do every day. So thank you so much. Thanks, Bridget, for making the trek uh, north to hang with us. Thank you. I love to get out of the office and it's so nice outside. So hmm, I might have to slow my roll going back. <laughs> Well, it's fun. And let's get back to putting more people to work, you guys, and, and have that little battle, the Tacoma Kent like <laughs> battle as we've yeah. had for decades. Yes. Let's do it. Bring it. Bring it on. <laughs>